Goddamn rolling went through hell and back with Christine. Your brother loves this car so much. Why is he selling it? Because he's stone cold dead, that's why. Welcome, everybody, to Troglodyte Podcast, and a Happy New Year! I am Loki Joseph. (laughs) Yeah, those sweet moans of ecstasy are from... Damn! (laughs) (laughs) Gonna have to raise up your mic closer. Oh, sorry, I wasn't that that close to the mic. I I didn't want to laugh into it. Too late for that. Yes, because I'm Loki Jesse. This is, of course, Tim. Hi, guys. First podcast of the new year. And what a starting revelation we had (laughs) before we we start recording. Uh, We'll discuss it later. We're Uh, we're breaking up, guys. Yeah, we're breaking up. Yeah. I'm I'm taking the water. (laughs) (laughs) No, we're not. The water's coming with me. (laughs) Jesse is uh, stuck with me. Yeah. Until he dies. Or until I don't pay the rent. <laughs> Inside joke. <laughs> Maybe we'll get to it later. Eventually. Yeah, because we got humble beginnings here. <laughs> yeah, we do. We do have humble beginnings. Yes, we do. Wow, it's been a... Wow, well a way to start the year. It's been a good year. Yeah, and um, there's so much I want to do with this show now. Um, we are still in talks about uh, Patreon. We don't... Okay, so last time I started Patreon, I just started winning nitty, just put it up there. I didn't really have anything put up there, so it just um, it went away because I didn't do nothing with it. But you know, it's gonna. I'm thinking of ideas to put up there in there. So when I do restart again, we're gonna have something there. Yeah, it's gonna happen, guys. It's gonna happen. It's gonna be reviews, and the money that we make from the Patreon will go directly to the show. And to Tim's oh water budget. Yeah, yeah. my <laughs> water problem. Your Skyver problem. Yeah, it's just a really good water. It is. Um, I'm tempted to drink some, but no, that's that's Tim's oh, water. Oh, please. No, I'll, I'll take the smart water. Oh. Uh. <laughs> but um, so yes, like uh, when we open the Patreon, um, all the proceeds will go to funding the show, pay for the show's hosting site. Lipson, um, maybe merchandise, because I do have ideas for merchandise, maybe a new logo, even though I love the logo that we have. And maybe trips, maybe we'll maybe I'll be able to get Tim out of the out of town to take him to a Harvard convention. He still hasn't let me out of his room. <laughs> or an anime convention. Yes, you and your wife sleep in the corner. <laughs> in the closet. In the closet. <laughs> Thankfully, you know. we don't hear we don't hear um the 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 the, the we we don't hear R Kelly while you're in the closet. Trapped <laughs> in the closet. <laughs> Damn, that guy's fucked up. Oh fuck it! Are you kidding me? Yeah, shit. Man. He's a monster. No shit, man. He still like, makes amazing music, though. Dude, so um, there was this channel I started. I forgot the name of the channel. But it was basically um, like the most evil man in history. Like what he considers the most one of the most evil, and he was in there. Yeah, he was as, on that list. As you should, along with Charles Manson and uh, fuck, there's another guy, Hitler. Hitler, yes. Actually, I didn't see Hitler on that list. Rush Limbaugh. He was not on there. <laughs> no, I don't know. Donald Trump was. <laughs> really? <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. Um, so 
But yes, Arcade, fuck you. Um, yeah, man, it's a horrible monster. Christopher Nolan, too. Um, <laughs> Beautiful music. I seriously, like, when are they going to come out with a Christopher Nolan pop so we could just... <laughs> just burn it. <laughs> Put it in the microwave. <laughs> Christ. Oh, we have the Jordan Peele pop beating up the I Christopher Nolan fuck pop. Yeah. <laughs> Where is he? Oh, he's right there. Yeah, I got Jordan Peele over there. It's right next to my uh, my my pillow. <laughs> your pillow. <laughs> and your teddy bear. Yeah. <laughs> you ever see getting inside it? You're you're like yes. Thurston Howe with the teddy bear. My teddy. <laughs> <laughs> and your wife's nickname is Love. My nickname for her is Lovey. Or Mrs. Howe. Mrs. Howe? Mrs. Howe. Oh man, good times. They don't make those shows anymore. Well, they really don't make those shows anymore. What happened to TV? Um, Netflix. What the fuck happened to MTV? And that was before Netflix. They don't, man. There was a time where they would show videos really late in the morning. Now they don't even show shit. Yeah, MTV doesn't do music anymore. Yeah, it's all under YouTube. They did. They have an MTV Video Awards, and they don't even show fucking videos. Okay. So <laughs> moving on. So do they say? This was to start off the new year. Tim <laughs> picks, starts off the new year with his choice of film. I love Stephen King. I know. I love Stephen King. And I said this out there. Yes. A couple times. And my most favorite movie yes. of all time is Christine. As it should be. Um, so that's what we chose today. Well, that's what you chose. That's what I chose. Sorry. Yes. Ugh. <laughs> How dare I? How dare you? It's your choice because this is your episode. My episode, my choice. <laughs> Rudolph Junkins, state police detective. Oh, look, I'm just missing a study hall. I got to get to work. Uh, no, I don't care about that. I just want to ask you about your car. You do nice body work, Arnie. I thought this thing was totaled. And we're back. Sorry, I just want to leave a silence. I can just like, you know. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, yes, he chose Christine. Christine. And. <laughs> so lost. It was your favorite movie. Yeah, that's yes, why you chose it. It's, it is one of my favorite movies. And you wanted to start off the new year I, with, a, with a great film, not something that you're going to yes, hate. Yes, absolutely. Or hate watch. <laughs> yes. Um, the profanity is a beautiful. The New York Times called it one of the uh, most profanity-ridden movies of all time. Before, by the way, uh, um, Scarface. Scar what? Scarface. Scarface is one of the movies with the most uh, fucks in the dialogue. Oh, wait, wait. And before that, it was Christine. Wait, so when did Scarface come out? Scarface came out before Christine. I think it was uh, 1998? 1997? Okay. Uh, Jesse's looking up Scarface? Yes, I'm sorry. I, like, uh, this, this is, Al Pacino? This is so... No, I think it was in the 80s. Christine came out in the 80s. Okay, yeah. Christine, yeah, Christine came out in 83. 83, yes. And Scarface... And Scarface came out in 84. Actually, no, Scarface came out in 83. Oh, okay. They came out a uh, month and uh, months separately. So Scarface was released in, uh, well, okay. So Scarface was released um, December first, 
in New York, and then they got the white release nine days later on December 9th. Yes, and when was uh, Christine released? And Christine... In September. Christine was released in the, the, the same day, September 9th. I'm mean, sorry, September 9th. December 9th. Oh. So... I, so then... From what I know, from what I read... Okay. Um... It, New York Times puts it as one of the most profanity-ridden movies of all time. And then they saw Scarface, Scarface came out and beat them to how many fucks they put in the dialogue. That's that's kind of weird. It's it's like it's it's like it's kind of like writing like, "Oh yes." And then like 2 hours later, yeah. Oh, now it's Scarface. You don't it's fucking see Scarface. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's that. like it's it, it's like this person that was typing that yeah. didn't like check yeah. their. I don't know, dude. It's like blows my mind. They wow. they, they, they didn't do like um an editor's check. Yeah, definitely. Is, is, isn't that what they do? Like they write something and then they send it to the editor that reads it over and then tells it okay. Fix this, fix this, or do this, and well, then the, it goes back. This movie had people clutching their fucking pearls for, like, a while. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, uh, this one was uh, produced by the same, produ- like, people of um, Salem's Lot. Ooh. So, um, Stephen King sold the rights to Salem Lot, Salem's Lot to the producer of Christine. Uh-huh. Obviously, same producer. Um, and before the book was done... Christine was already in production to be made. So they took um, the original manuscript from from um, um, Stephen King. Okay. And they used that to write the, 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 the movie. And then when the movie was coming out, Christine, the book came out. And it's about 700 pages. Yeah. Well, I got the... Yeah, I got the book on my Kendo. Mm-hmm. I, I just haven't started reading it yet. But like it's on my to to read list, yeah. And uh, I think a few weeks, not a few weeks, a, mo- a few months ago, I had saw the original hardcover at half price books for fifteen. Ooh. And I don't know if it was it was it it was the original cover because yeah. like the original cover is kind of like the like the chrome. This is Christina with the skull. Yeah. I didn't buy it though, but I should have bought it. But um, but yes, I I that's on my to read list, and. It's just sad, man. I'm learning about this film. So let's get into it, shall yeah, we? Course. And um, before we go any further, spoilers coming if you have not seen Christine, if you're a millennial, or <laughs> <laughs> if you're one of those hipsters. Um, I'm so. <laughs> I'm showing my age, aren't I? <laughs> so um, Christine tells the story of Artie Cunningham. A teen, a high school sophomore who's about to be a senior, who is bullied, teased by almost everybody. His best friend, ah, fuck, what was his best friend's name? Uh, Dennis. Dennis, yeah, Dennis. Um, it's basically, um, you know, watches off for Arnie coming back. Um, dr- coming back from school. Um, Ar- Arnie tells uh, Dennis to stop, and. They get out. They get out of Dennis's car and they see um, a beat up old uh, Plymouth, and Arnie immediately falls in love. He buys the car, fixes it up, and is immersed with his new car, which causes problem at home with his family. But um, unknown to them, 
the car is possessed and also loves Arnie. So throughout the film, Arnie's demeanor changes from um, soft-spoken, you know, pushover to, um, what's it called? You know, ticking time bomb waiting to explode. And his car is basically the cause of it. Um, the school's bullies who were expelled after being up of Arnie, Arnie, they, um, they break into the storage garage where Christine is held and they trash the car. And, um, Arnie, it's that is then when Arnie realizes that the car, there's something, um, mystical about the car because the car just like, you know, rebuilds itself and then goes, attacks the, goes and kills the perpetrators that damaged it. And this causes Artie to become more obsessed, more derivative with his car. And the final showdown is with Dennis and Artie's ex-girlfriend. I forgot her name, though. But, you know, they managed to destroy Christine. But in the process, Artie ends up dying. And the film ends with the damaged uh, Christine compacted in the in the debris in a, in a junkyard block. So that's Christine in a nutshell. And Wow. I have not seen this film for a while now. Really? Did, okay, well, one question our fans want to know. and um, But since you p- picked this film, I'm pretty sure the, I'm pretty sure what the answer is. Did you fall asleep? No. <laughs> Fuck no. <laughs> you kidding me? I almost contemplated not watching this movie how many fucking times I've watched it. How many times have you watched it? I, I feel like I how? had it when I was a kid and I had the, the, the VCR. Oh, cool. Uh, I, I probably burned that bitch out. Uh, but I think I've watched at least twenty. Do you, do you remember the first? Do you remember the how old you were, or was the it, first time watching? I watched in Spanish. Ooh, Spanish! Like I have a bunch of other movies. I maybe was ten, maybe twelve. Uh huh. Very young. Did I it? I've been watching this movie. But did it um, at that early age when you watched? Did it resonate with you? Like what's stuck, yeah, what's I, stuck I with you? I love old Plymouths. Uh-huh. Like like she well, Christine was definitely the reason why I love those like those cars. Uh-huh. Um, but I, I I love old timey cars like just the older model cars. Yes. I fucking love those. Um, but I just thought that the concept of a like haunted car was fucking amazing. Okay, so it's probably I have like I said I haven't read the book yet, but why I've, is I've the car? Pos- the, I've never read the fucking book either. Why is the car possessed? I have no fucking idea. Cause and why are you why are you scared? It's not gonna hear you. I don't know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, so it's kind of like why? Okay, so it comes off the assembly line and yeah. it's already possessed. Well, the film and the film it comes off the assembly line and automatically. It's already possessed. It's already pos- it's yeah. already like, and of course they had that's. We'll get to the music later, but it's just. Is there a phrase? Is 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 this go with the phrase that some things are born evil? Yes, because it's just weird that it's somehow already like you know possessing evil and. I don't know, man. It's like pretty weird, and I think I read that that they took like it was seventeen cars or twenty three cars that they went through in various forms, and yeah, there's just like damn, like all the cars they went through for this film, fuck, that were destroyed or not destroyed. Like I think only one is still a- around, and it's in Florida. Out of all those seventeen, I think there's still two left. 
Oh, by owned by two p- different people, but they, they and they were the only ones to survive the um like the movie. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, I'm surprised because like I know at some some of the comic conventions, well, some yeah, some of the cons that I've uh-huh. been through, they usually have like the they usually have like a like a replica of the eighteen truck or the Back to the Future DeLorean or the Speed Racer car. I have yet, to, I have yet to see a Plymouth in there. Yeah, and that is weird. Well, I well, they're definitely difficult cars to find. I'll give you that. Yeah. Um. I. I. I but yeah, you're right. Um. Also, maybe because the DeLorean might be just like a more recognizable car than Christine's Plymouth. I don't know. I mean, I. I. There's not yeah. a lot of people that have watched these movies. To be completely honest with you. Well, yeah, but the younger generation, definitely. When you're young, I mean, like the people that grew up with this stuff, yeah. Because, like, I think last year when I went to New Brownsville, they had they had replicas of the Speed Racer car. I don't know what that one was called. I think it's Mark One. Yeah. They had the Ghostbusters the Echo. Mark Five. Oh, Mark Five. Yeah. And no, even in San Antonio, like they'll have like the eighteen, the eighteen band or the Ghostbusters Ecto One. Excuse me, the DeLorean. But and it, God. I think I saw a Bumblebee caramel, caramel, <laughs> Camaro, Camaro. <laughs> I'm hungry. Hi, <laughs> man. Um, oh fuck! But there a lot of cars. They went through so many cars with this film, and they they, they even had a hard time finding them. Yeah. And at the time, they they you know you know I think they're expensive now. At the time, they were still expensive for this film. But I just and I'm. I guess I need to I need to read the book because like I, I I would like to know if the book does show that the so the co- book uh, so sorry for being a little silent but uh, this is what the, you're silent yeah but well, this <laughs> is my show I always talk shut up <laughs> get into so, your joke uh, <laughs> so in the book and this comes from um Stephen Stephen King himself okay uh Roland LeBay who is the previous owner of Christine uh. His love for the car in itself overrides his uh, his love for his wife and daughter, and they die in the car. And um, the evil spirit, when he passes away, gets uh, possessed by Christine. So when he died, his spirit possessed the car. That's what that's what the thing. The thus Roland's evil spirit became one with Christine, and oh. in both the movie and in the books, Christine could drive herself. Uh, it's uh, Roland LeBay who made Christine evil. His love for Christine overrided even his love for his wife and daughter, both whom died in the car. So because they died in the car, that's what made um, Christine evil. Oh, is what I'm getting. But I'm I'm guessing because uh, then because that well, that's what the book says. Yeah, because in the movie, they I think that say. that might have been original, where she starts killing right off the lot. Yeah, and then. Sorry. And then um, Roland, the brother yeah. of the ice uh, of the uh, the salt shoveler, yeah, uh, the salt shoveler. Yeah, it's right. He's the same guy from uh, Home Alone. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, yeah. I didn't that, recognize him. <laughs> the old man from the movie. Yeah, yeah, the same 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 guy from the from Home Alone. Wow. Yeah. Well, okay. So you shitter. This is one thing I gotta um, point out that like I didn't notice. Yeah. About this film. I didn't notice that the setting was 1979. Yeah, I always thought since this was, since this was an 80s film, I, you know, I, I I just assumed that it was like 83. Uh-huh. But 
well, the year it came out, 83, I never, I never paid much attention till recently, well, to last night. That, well, yeah. Okay, confession time. Uh-huh. I saw half of the film last night, then of I course. fell asleep, then I saw the other half today. <laughs> but yes, the film was, you know, set in 79, which I didn't realize. And then even the dates of the, you know, the, just, um, the time frame that it was saying, you know, how everything was going. Mm-hmm. I never really noticed that until recently. And that's something that I, I guess I just overlooked before. But like, yeah, like this, you know, we're used to seeing films, especially like sometimes you're used to seeing some films that you just like go like bang, bang, bang. Like you don't really know a time frame until it happens, until it happens. Or it mentions until someone mentions it, but like for it to be there on the screen, yeah, and then to like wait what? So then wait. So one thing I need to point out. So then, um, Dennis was in the hospital for a month recovering. Uh, Dennis was in a month. Yeah, it was in the hospital for a very long time. Damn. Yeah. I guess hospitals were cheap back then. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Unlike today, for it's like you know, like get in, get out. <laughs> <laughs> That's where we need free healthcare. Healthcare. Yeah, and and pretty soon we're gonna be uh, moving to Europe or Canada for the health healthcare is free. Fuck it, <laughs> I'm okay with that. Yeah, dude. Pretty soon we'll be broadcasting from Canada. Hey, um, we'll get to the recommendations later. <laughs> um, so, okay, the <laughs> the main booty buddy, buddy or Biddy? Biddy, you know. Oh, Billy. <laughs> it was something. He had a weird fucking name. He was fucking older than a teenager. Yeah, oh, definitely. Uh, he he reeks of, like, uh, Stephen, uh, Stephen King's, like, bullies. bullies. Of just over-the-top, big hair. Uh, sideburns. Sideburns with a fucking uh, switchblade. Buddy. That's his buddy. name, Buddy. Yeah, fucking Stephen King loves villains with switchblades for some fucking reason. Yeah. But, oh, my God, like, this guy was, like, like, how many times did he fail high school to be in there? Definitely. You know what I just realized, though? What's up? I think the other day. Okay. Um, well, seeing this film, <laughs> and, like, it's, like, you know, like, um, obviously, they always had, like, at this time frame, and with this style of the, the filmmaking, they will always have, like, young adults in their 20s being teenagers. And then here we have an actual adult trying to be a teenager. Yeah. When it's obviously he's not a, a teenager. Well, speaking of the filmmaking, yeah, did you realize who the director was? Uh, Brian De Palma. Nope. Martin Scorsese. Nope. Don't tell me it was that guy from Halloween. <laughs> 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 yeah, I know it's I'm John. I'm Car- surprised you haven't mentioned it. Was I was getting to it, oh, dude? Okay. I'm just building suspense. <sighs> building suspense this is what the. This is what the people want. I, I've been waiting for you to fucking mention it. I know. I know you. I know you love him. Yes, I love him. I ha- don't, don't you see the picture I have on my, on my wall? I know that's, that's Standy. <laughs> okay, so uh, before we get to that, I just gotta say, okay, so what I'm trying to get at, then I'll move on to John Carpenter, um, is that in Happy Days uh-huh. you had Fonzie. Dating teenage girls. And it's kind of like, what the fuck? This guy's dating teenagers. Listen, listen, first of all. It was the 50s. If Henry Winkler came up to you now and was like, hey, 
I can fix your jukebox. <laughs> I'd still, you know. I'm like, all right, Henry, my clear, I'll suck a dick. <laughs> so now that I ruined um, some of the boomers' childhoods or generation childhoods, I fucking love Henry Winkler. Okay, and then and then let, let's just move the time frame a little bit forward. Yes, to a film that we're gonna get to sometime this year, eventually. Days and Confused with McConaughey. Oh, I love that movie. <laughs> dating a high school kid who's actually an adult. It's like what the fuck. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, that um, movie is controversial as fuck. Yes. Yeah. But we'll get to that when we get to that. So, <laughs> I just wanted to point that out. Love that whole Fonzie movie. thing and then this guy, like, being an adult. Like, he oh, came, this guy... Well, this every buddy- fucking shitty, scary movie that we've watched has been fucking 50-year-olds playing 19-year-olds. What do you I, mean? Well, I gotta say that this guy, buddy... Like he looked like he like not only was he looked like he could be in an apocalyptic movie. It's it's like he he just could have been like somebody seen in like Escape from New York, also directed by John Carpenter, uh-huh. <laughs> or um like or he could have been like one of the the kit the gang killers in um in a Dirty Harry film. Ooh. But on a side note, this guy um and I thought this guy died, but he's still alive, and now he owns a construction company. Ooh. So um yeah. Because he he got he didn't get satisfaction in acting, but he got sass he got I think he found a purpose in building stuff. Let's so go. this is a story of a bully who found purpose of a bully who would tear things down only to find purpose to building things up. Of course, <laughs> the more you know. <laughs> okay, let's talk about John Carpenter. Yes. After we talk about Keith Gordon. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Keith Gordon. Oh, my God. Like, he is such... The, well, uh, before Rick Moranis, there was Keith Gordon. Yes. And he was such a post-over. I mean, like, have you ever seen... No, I don't think you have. It's on, I haven't. It's on um, Dress to Kill. Uh-huh. It's on HBO Max and also on Tubi. But it's he, he comes out in that film and he's... Kind of playing somewhat of the same character. He does, um, how do you say? He's kind of like a nerdy kind of a character. Oh, and then after this film, uh, he was in uh, Back to School. Yes. With the great, wonderful Ronnie Dangerfield. Ronnie Dangerfield. Yeah. Do you have any, what's your favorite Ronnie Dangerfield joke? Ooh, I don't think I was alive when he was alive. Oh, man, I got to show you some clicks before you leave. My, one of my favorite um, Dangerfield jokes was, um, yeah, I went to the bar. T- <laughs> the how's it go? Yes. Um, man, life is tough. I needed a drink. I went to the bartender. I told him to surprise me. He showed me a picture of my wife. <laughs> uh, he's like, like him and his wife, they tried to have, you know, they have a terrible sex life. They thought they would do something different. They would turn the lights off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, his house burned down the other day. It's terrible, terrible. Like, man, when your house burns down, his wife and kids are okay, but they, but this wife told his kids, don't wake your father. The fuck? <laughs> See, that's the thing. You would just go, like, with a, it was like a fireworks thing. Yeah. But anyway, um, yeah, Keep Gordon doesn't, like, he, he moved behind the camera and starts, starts, to start, sorry, stuttering now. He moved behind the camera and he's a director now. Mm-hmm. And I don't have on my list or in front of me what he's directed, but Dennis he also went and started directing films too. Um, John Stockwell, that was his name. John he, Stockwell. 
Yes, he went on to be a director himself, and he has directed um, uh, Cheaters, Crazy Beautiful, Crush, no, Blue Crush, Into the Blue, Teresa, and, well, I guess something with Gina Cargano. I don't know if anyone... Oh, he also wrote the screenplay for Rockstar. So, wow, take that. So, he's been behind the cameras, and uh, let's just round this off with Keith Gordon's um, stuff that he has directed. Because he has went to directing. I think I'm, I think I'm just going to have to go to his IMDb. Go for it. So, let's just see what he's done. Oh, wow, he looks totally... He has a bald spot. He doesn't have any hair, yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah, so he's directed episodes of Homeland, Legion, Fargo, uh, Better Call Saul, Leftovers, Nurse Jackie, The Return, Masters of Sex, The Strain, The Brits, The Killing, Dexter, Erectify, uh, The Singing Detective with Robert Downey Jr., uh, Waking the Dead. I don't see anything here that's pretty memorable, so... Yeah, he's just... Kind of just did Christine. Yeah. But that might have been his, like, most famous role, to be completely honest with you. I'm gonna have to say yes, because he's just done small parts. Yeah. He's never really... Yeah, well, after Christine, it was back... Oh, fuck! The Legend of Billie Jean. That we should do sometime this year. Okay. That's That was based in, um, in Texas. Corpus Christi, Texas. Okay. Oh, my God. We'll get to that when we get to that. There's like so much there that I'm going to get sidetracked. So, and then we have his uh, love interest. Forgot her name. Evie, Ellie, Esther. What was this? What's the girl's name? What's your name? Alexandra Paul. Lee. That was her name. Never heard of her. Oh, she was in Baywatch. Oh. And then Eight Many Ways to Die. Well, no, not the... Not the Seth MacFarlane one. A toast. Death. To the shitters of the world in 1979. Come on, Marty. I can't drink to that. What can you drink to? What about to us? You know, to friendship? Oh, friendship. Right, that, that's good. That's, that's real good. The mother! Arnie's mother. mother. Uh-huh. Oh my god, dude. Christine Belfer. You know what I found out? About her? She lived in the Avenueville house. Oh, really? Before it got possessed. Oh, shit. Yeah, she lived in that house in New Jersey, Jersey, for, um, till she was 11, till it got sold to the family that got killed. So it was, it wasn't the family that made it famous, the Lutz. It was the family that died, the, the, the foe. Mm -hmm. That family was the ones that moved in after her. So, but like she didn't experience anything in that house when she was when she was living there. So, wow, that how weird is that? It does. It's fucking weird. Yeah, man. It's just like shit. And oh, oh my God, the late Kelly Preston was here too. The 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 you know the former wife of no yeah the 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 the, the wife John, John Travolta's wife that passed. A few years ago. She was in this film. She was the blonde. Oh. She was the one that was always looking at uh, Dennis. Yeah. And giving him the googly eyes. Yeah. 
Yes. Oh my god. John Travolta's gone through some shit. Yeah, man. Like he, poor guy, man. I mean, yeah. All 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 jokes aside, you know, like poor dude, man. But fuck, like to lose the love of his life, fuck. But yeah, but she she was in there. Like it was, I guess you could say it was kind of like a blink and her miss. Well, out of all of these actors on here, she was the only one that went somewhere in this film. Yeah, I mean, like just to, to be kind of blunt and honest, I mean, I, I mean, because like, um, well, no, Alexander Paul, like he Lee, she went on to be, um, you know, in Baywatch, yeah. but you know that, you know, that lasted only so long, and was Keith and John, they went, they they moved behind the cameras, and Kelly Preston, you know, she was in it, you know, for the long run. Poor girl, man. All right, so let's talk about your love of John Carpenter. My love for John Carpenter, your love for John Carpenter. No, you know, I, I'm I'm not the one that has this. I, I don't have a wife who sleeps with sunglasses. Like you, you, I can't believe you make your your wife sleep with sunglasses. What the fuck? They live. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> I completely, I missed that joke. Yeah, I completely can... went over my head. Yeah, and you say you love John Carpenter. I, How dare you? I like his movies. Uh, I like Stephen King a little bit more, but yeah. I think it's a kind of a good match in heaven, John Carpenter and Stephen King. The music was fucking amazing. Yes. Life. He's, it's like almost every film, you know, he does make the music for every yeah, film. He, but like de- he, I think he definitely does. But it's just the way he composes it and with the synthesizer and sounds it's like very good like did you god man i wonder if he's still touring did you did you know that, that he was touring i had heard yeah i had heard that he was he does him and his son right yeah him and his yeah, son they have a band son, um do the well they just did they did the music they did the composite for the movie that he just did didn't he the halloween kills oh my god you need to um save money why Wait, you need to wait. Is he gonna be there? Let me check. I think they announced him for Texas Frightmare. Okay. Yeah, him and uh, sorry about that. Sorry, him and uh, uh his out. son uh Cody oh. Carpenter. He named his son Cody. Cody. Yes, John Carpenter is gonna be there at Texas Frightmare. Yeah, yeah. Huh? No, I'm just saying that loud. Oh, okay. So are we keeping this up? Yes, we're gonna. Oh, keep, oh he's only gonna be there Saturday and Sunday. Mm, you know that line's gonna be fucking packed. Yeah, I was gonna ask you if you wanted something signed, but nah, it's uh, it's fine. probably gonna be more packed than um definitely than the Robert England line. Yeah, well, who knows? Like last year, um, wait, you know what? I'm not gonna poke the bear. Um, moving on. <laughs> It wasn't that good. Huh? Texas Frightmare wasn't that good. No. To be honest, it was like, it was kinda has it was it was a long process. But I don't want to poke the bear much. It's fine. <laughs> they don't know who you They're are. They're not gonna hear me. Yeah. You can listen, you can openly <laughs> complain about something. No, it was just and a- not feel like you're gonna get attacked. And if they do attack you, they can go fuck themselves. For not being able to take criticism. Well, yeah, because it's kind of like, it is slander. But no, but it's not slander because it's kind of true. Like, you know, it was like, oh, we're packed. 
a lot of people were kind of like extending their tickets because they canceled in 2020 and then they were going to have it in 2021. Yeah. But then they, but then the, those people decided, you know what? I don't want to go. I'm going to wait. You know, they want, they had to honor tickets. You know, they had to honor like three years of tickets and yeah. then for him to, to, to deny that they weren't honoring tickets. That's fucked up. It was kind of like, so like they, they, they pretty, and then the fact that there was no coordination with the staff. Yeah. Volunteers and stuff, you know, from the halfway house. Um, <laughs> Really? <laughs> Jesus. I don't Christ. know, man. But uh but anyway, nah. But yeah, so it's probably will probably will be like a shit show. In fact, if I'm still debating if I'm gonna go there or not. But like I know Art the Clown's gonna be there and um there was somebody else I wanted to meet that was there. You like that guy. Oh, and uh well my friend loves uh the Fred Flintstone. No, not Fred Flintstone. What's his, what's her name? Oh. Um Fiona. Fiona Fiona DeRoth. I have no idea who that is. That's the daughter of the Chucky. John Kirshner is going to be there. Uh, there's just going to be a lot of people there. Chucky has a daughter? Yeah. The the actor, Brad Duroff, he has a daughter named Fiona. And she's in the Child's Play series now. Oh, she's doing the voice. No, 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 no. No, well, she, no, no, no. She's uh, the female, right? Yeah, she's a female. The one in the show, the one with the with the legs. Yes. That's oh, yes, 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 yes. She's the she's the daughter of the original voice of Chucky. Uh, voice of Chucky. Yeah, yeah you're right. In fact, in fact, and not just that, but like holy fuck, you're and right. Some, yeah, yeah. And the so, and, uh, I don't know. I haven't seen the second. She played season. her dad. Yeah, she, she played, played her, her dad. dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if she still does it in the second season, but I know in the first season yeah, she did she, with the makeup and stuff. Yeah. yeah, she looks exactly like him. Fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, dude, that shit literally just. Boop. Yeah. But um, but yeah, like if she's there, I would like to meet her because I didn't get to meet her she's last cool. year. She is, dude. She's pretty badass. She's cool. And uh, well, my friends met her, so like you know, she's badass. So um, yeah, she got to uh, she got to play um, I forget her name, Tiffany. Yeah, um, Jennifer Tilly. J- Jennifer Tilly. She got to play poker with Jennifer Tilly. Wow, that's fucking scary in, in the show. But Jennifer Tilly's a fucking professional uh, poker player. You knew that, right? Yeah. She, she's won a, a bunch of tournaments. Like, okay, so her, Jennifer Tilly, Ben Affleck, and uh, fuck, there's somebody else. Matt, Matt, Matt well, Ben Affleck's friend, Matt Dillon. No, Matt Damon, sorry. And, uh, oh, ah, uh, fuck. She was in that show, Less Than Perfect. Uh, for, I forgot her name. But yeah, there are some celebrities that are professional poker players that they just are able to do it. Yeah, that's crazy. Pretty man. well, dude. But yeah, oh my god, we should do this later in the in the year. Rounders, you ever see that film? Oh, that's a great poker movie. I've never heard of it. It's Edward Norton, Matt Damon, and uh, Fra- Franca Jameson. The only close oh, and, to poker that I get to watch is uh, Eleven, uh, Ocean's Eleven, and uh, what's his name, John Malkovich. Uh, oh, I like John Malkovich. Yeah, so yeah, there's 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 there's, there's some great films. Those are good films. Um, so going back to John Carpenter. Um, <laughs> like they're off the rails. So, what about okay? So, like his music's great. His direction was good. His music is great. You said it very chalantly. How dare you? His well, that woke you up. Fucking amazing. <laughs> well, yeah, it is. I mean, have you ever? Have you ever just heard like his music? Just yeah, on I, Spotify? I, lo- I, like, I love listening to soundtracks sometimes. Yeah, like the. I think my favorite one is the Escape from New York theme. That's a that's one of my favorite ones, and also um, the Starman theme. Snake Pixel. Yeah. Starman. Way 
No, but like the the the, the song for Starman, it's very good. oh, and then the one for um, fuck, uh, Prince of Darkness. Oh, I've never I've never watched that one. We should do that one soon. Yeah. Huh? Uh, yeah. We you, well, we guess we know what your next pick is. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yes, Prince of Darkness is a very good theme, and also the things. Well, some the, oh yeah, the, in the, the mouth thing. of madness. Yeah, oh, it's a good you, one. You believe that they told um, uh, John Carpenter that the thing was too bloody? Yeah, that's fucking crazy. Well, it was again. You gotta look at it at the time. You know, like people. You know, oh god, we should oh, totally do this soon. So, um, but no, but like even like you said, like you know, when we began this episode forty minutes ago or so, <laughs> um, when you said to yourself, you know, that the New York Times reported that there was so much f-bombs in this film yeah that and then scarface then after this then two hours later they saw scarface oh no this has more like (laughs) f-bombs in there yeah but it's you know throughout this when i saw this film i didn't notice all the f-bombs it's it's just a it's just part of the dialogue it 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 felt felt so natural to me and maybe it's because you know i grew i grew i I grew up in a time where the f-bomb is like oh like just like nonchalant everywhere that like it doesn't really phase me. Yeah. So I didn't really notice there was so much f bombs in here curses. That yeah. even some of the curse, even, even some of the slang of it was pretty funny. Like get off my back or shitter. Yeah, like the like it felt more. I felt more of the fifties slang than yeah. of an eighties seventies slang with the f bombs and stuff. It's just, it's weird because like even then like. Even saying something as "get off my back" is kind of like what what fifties culture would consider an f bomb. <laughs> you, you, you you know? I no, I didn't know that. Well, yeah, dude, because like when people say "don't get lit with me" and like what, and even just saying like what, don't get lit with me. Yeah, dude. Like seriously, it if if you, I think in in that era, my opinion, uh-huh. in that era where. You would say like what or like the way you would say it like what like what did I do like what like don't you get don't, smart with me or, like you don't love me dad like did you see what you did like he fell down <laughs> don't get smart with me or like you know like you know don't give me lip like you know that was like so offensive yeah at that time now it's all like you see what you did like what he fucking fell down like now it's the, the common knowledge then yeah but well yeah it's just weird dude you know yeah, way I, cultures I change so. It just blows my mind that like I was for you to for you, you to report. <laughs> now we're journalists, <laughs> yeah. But for you to like you know like look into that and say like oh like you know it's been reported that this was like the most f bombs in a film. Then two hours later, to suppress Scarface, yeah. It's kind of like wait what? Because it's just like so normal to me. Like, it didn't really phase me at all. Well, Scarface in itself, and I know we keep bringing it up, but it it's a. A fucking crazy movie. Well, six degrees here because Scarface was directed by Brian De Palma, yeah. and De Palma directed Carrie, and Carrie was written by Stephen King. Kilmer. Steven Spielberg. Oh, sorry, <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Stephen King. But okay, so you, you know that like all of his books are connected. Yeah. The, That's crazy. The Stephen King verse. Yeah. Or, or the Dark Towers. Yeah, like, that's like so, not even going to go there. Really? 
Well, I don't know, dude. It's just like I like I like Stephen King, but I don't. You don't like the Dark Towers? No, I haven't read them. Oh, well, or it's, like, a, it's a lot of fucking books, but well, it's like twelve books or yeah. seven. Yeah. Have you read them? No, or, no, 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 no. I've only heard, heard of them. I I just recently heard of them. I know that Randall Flag was in the Stand and in the and in the Dark Tower series, yeah. but wait. Yeah, Randall Flagg is one of like the main. Oh, but guys. speaking of, um, I think Fiona was in the miniseries of the of the Stand. Oh, really? Yeah, that's crazy. I, I think her dad was in there too in the original one. Well, Let you, me you, the ones that I want to start watching are actually uh, Joe King's books. I've heard that they're actually really, really good. Wait, Joe King? No, not Joe King. Um, Steve, uh, 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 his 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 son. Wait, wait, then it's a, wait. But who's his son? It's not Joe King. I forgot. No, wait. that's his actual name. Wait, you're it? not joking? Oh, fuck. <laughs> uh, what's his name? I yeah, Joseph King. Yeah, no, but he uses a different pen name. He's uses a uh, Joe Hill. Joe Hill. There we go. But I just wanted to say that joke. <laughs> you never heard that one? Yes, I have. <laughs> And I'm angry that you got me with it. <laughs> he looks exactly like his fucking dad, too. I know. I showed a picture to my friend Eric. I'm like, look, his son looks exactly like him with the beard. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wanted to watch Horns. I mean, not oh, yeah, yes. I want to watch Horns because, uh, um, yeah, but the, the book that I want to start reading is called Nosferatu. So funny, funny! I got you with that one. <laughs> oh, Alexander Skarsgård is Randall Flag, and Fiona. Oh, has Ezra Mitter. Ew. Yeah, Fiona Duroff is the Rat Woman. Yeah, I haven't watched it. Is this like on Hulu? Um, I think it was on the CBS. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'll look it up. I'll, I'll definitely watch something like that. Let me see. Oh, wait. Yeah, it's... No, wait. I for... doesn't really say... Oh, it's on Paramount. Okay. I, th- I think it will be on the Paramount because it doesn't say here, but yeah. Okay, so... I forgot now. Uh, we well, what's your favorite thing. scene in this film? Ooh, okay. Um, only because I know the context behind it. Uh-huh. But uh, Christine repairing herself. Oh, okay. Um, that scene in itself was actually um, um, directed and, and recorded uh, after they had already finished the movie. Oh, cool. And one of the um, one of the not, not the cinematographers. Uh-huh. Cinematographers. Cinematographers. Thank you. Was like, hey, how about we? Um, essentially, what they did was <laughs> taking a picture <laughs> of me, not you. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Sorry, continue. Jesse's taking a picture while, while we're recording. Very professional. Um, <laughs> <Hope you> got <laughs> us. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> um, so essentially, what they did was that they hy- hydraulic. They put hydraulic presses. Oh yes, inside of the the car, and then they started just coming in like that. And then they they put it pretty much put it in backwards. Yeah. So that's how it looks like it's rebuilding itself. So it's fucking awesome, man. I I genuinely think that that's 
it, it, it cinematically it's probably one of the most like fucking amazing like effects. Well, effects. yeah, the, the practical effects are pretty good. I mean, yeah, like they're fucking great. It really didn't have to have much to be scary. It just it well because this was this is a type of film where everything was in sync, the effects and the and the music did it just right for you can get scared. Yeah. Especially with the with the way the the, the music begins, like the theme that that I don't know, I c I can't really describe it. It's kinda like a sh like a synth sound mm-hmm. and then sh- and then there's like the slow beat. It's like, you know, it really does, you know, work. And, and the lighting, fuck, the lighting was good. Especially when um when Arnie was in the car in the in the dark, you know, like in the, the tent dark light and stuff. Yeah. Like I didn't know if that was Arnie or Gary Newman. <laughs> I don't know if you get that. <laughs> Stupid ass. <laughs> oh my god, dude! I wonder if this is what inspired Gary Newman to write in Cars. Maybe. Him in my car, I feel safest of all. If you listen to me in Cars, do 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 do. What was your favorite part of the movie? Um. I gotta say, when Christine attacks Buddy and the guys at the gas station, uh-huh. when Christine rams into Buddy's car, and then he oh, he has the audacity yes. to say, "What did you do to my fucking car?" Yeah. It's like, I'm like seriously, like you're bitching about him ruining your car yeah. when two nights ago you ruined his car. Definitely. It's kind of like <laughs> what. And then when it's like, um, oh, and then that other guy, uh, not Rich, but the other guy, the one that was with him from the store, oh, man, he got, like, so, like, he tells the dummy that got ran over, but still, it's kind of like, shit. (laughs) (laughs) And it fucking happens. Yeah. Well, it's just, it's just, because in that split second, you see that, you see it's like a dummy. Like, it happens so fast, but, like, you just, like, (laughs) it's a dummy. And then the other guy with the red, the ginger guy, is yeah. all like, oh shit. And then, like, dude, ran out of the place. You see gas. But. <laughs> and then, buddy, it's kind of like, he just drops the pipe. It's like, <laughs> he tries running for his life, but doesn't run. You know, before um, we stop, we, we end this. Um, have you seen Halloween Kills? Uh, no. Oh, okay. Well, when you, when you do get to it, there's, yes, yes, I have. There's com- not kill, sorry, ends, sorry, ends. No, I haven't. I don't want to watch it. Okay. Well, there's been some comparisons to Christine and Halloween. Okay. Ends because how dare they? But continue. It's because of the fact that how both of them have a like a nerdy protagonist that starts all of a sudden changing throughout the film because of a bad influence. Uh huh. So that's the. That's and that's it. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. Yes, I'm not kidding, dude. Like, Ends is such a bad movie. And he just said he didn't see it. I've heard. And oh, okay. I've watched a bunch of reviews. Was, and I, I liked it. I, 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 I like the fact. I, I liked it, dude. I, I, I like what they went went with. I get it. Because, right, the original trilogy was the first two, and the first two were connected. Yeah. And then the third one's supposed to be something different. Yeah. So then these guys went, okay, we'll do three movies. Actually, they wanted to stop at two, and then they offered them more money, right? As they do. As one does, 
they should have stopped at two. Or what I was thinking they were going to do, because in the second movie, we'll keep it because it's John Carpenter, right? In the second movie, the daughter or the granddaughter is holding the knife. Yeah. Almost, and you can hear, right, his breathing in the background as she's still holding on to that knife. In the first movie, sorry. I thought they were going to do the bait and switch of the granddaughter is now going to be the fucking killer. Or she's going to get taken over by something. Yeah. Because the, the whole, right, the fucking second movie was about how Jason, not sorry, Michael is yeah. not like human or blah, blah, blah. He's more of like a, he's the boogeyman. Yeah. He's the concept of evil. Da, da, da. That's why he can't die. And that's why you start seeing supernatural things. If you're going to do that, then do it, right? But they had, they had so many visions for this. And the first Halloween that they did, right? The modern one yeah, was so good that I think what they did was that they started at the top. And in my opinion, it just got worse. Well, I think that they had an idea, but then the pandemic hit, so they had to change everything. And he still keep it with the original idea, but change things. And they can only do, in my opinion, they can, you can only see, you know, somebody kill so, somebody so many times and yeah. the film is kind of getting rid of. So this whole thing about, you know, Michael being the ultimate evil, that like it could go into somebody else, which is kind of what like ends was kind of like sort of hinting at that Michael's evil was like so contagious that it could like, it was able to like corrupt this other boy. Yeah. But the thing is that like the big difference is that Michael killed, you know, um, he killed randomly without thought. This guy had a purpose. So like he was killing people that deserved it. Uh huh. So, but, it, and it's also, and, and again, going back to the Christine, uh, metaphor, it's kind of like, that's kind of like what the Christine was. Like, you know, like, it was like a nerdy guy. He got influenced by something that's evil and his whole demeanor changed. And that's what the ends kind of did. But it, you know, it was again, bait and switch. They're both in, in, in the sense love stories. I can give you that. Yeah. Christine is in love with, uh, Keith. Arnie. Arnie. There we go. And, and, and to a sense, he's in love with her. Yeah. Well, and in, in a sense, like, you know, like, I'm not saying that, uh, Cody. I think it was his name was like was in love with Michael. He was in love with the granddaughter. Yeah, but it's like, and even the daughter was even tainted. But the granddaughter was even tainted by Michael's evil, so she was easily falling in for this sort of like pit of evil. But it's just, and again, we can go into this like so much. But I that just, was like, I just, the, I just love Judy Greer, and they killed her. How about that? I'll give you that one. Oh, I miss Judy Greer. She's so funny. She's so good. She's so good in this. We're gonna have to do Jawbreaker soon. They fucking iced her. Yeah, it pisses me off. I liked her in um. I just I, I didn't. I, I loved her in um uh, uh, Arrested Development. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. Kitty, watch out! No, you watch out! No, I <laughs> mean, yeah. Oh my god, dude! I just I don't know, man. It's just it, in my opinion, it comes to the fucking Halloween movie. I love the Halloween movies. For God's sakes, it was the movie that I fucking recommended my first time coming in. Pretty much, right? Yeah, you were. Um, you're in that film for a lot of people. <laughs> hey, fuck it. I don't care. I just, I think, oh my God. I think that's. I, I think they had so many chances of making a 
amazing trilogy and i get it they wanted to do a love story for the second for the third one right they wanted to do something different because carpenter did something different for the third one right yeah. and it was just if you're gonna want to do something different then do something different like carpenter yeah don't oh we're gonna do so we're gonna do a love story we're gonna do a love story I, it's, it's a love story, guys. It, I, I didn't feel like it was a love story. I thought it was. I, I, the director kept saying that, like, in the writers, right? I don't even think was Danny McBride still connected. Oh yeah, to he it? was still connected. I, I didn't like it. I mean, I didn't. Uh, it's. I also didn't like the second one. It's just like, um, excuse me. I just didn't. I liked it, but and I know, and I love how people are going, oh, it's the worst, the terrible. Uh-uh. Like, in my opinion, Halloween 8 is the worst. Oh, definitely. Yeah, oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no. Uh, there's worse fucking Halloween movies out there. Yeah. There's definitely worse Halloween movies out there. I had such, I just had uh, such high hopes for this. Yeah. And I think what what's, what what gets me the most is that, like, I saw the second one and I was like, okay, they could still do this. Well, right? Like, I didn't have high hopes for this one. I mean, like, when the second one came out, I was there. Yeah. And uh, I was there. I think, well, I think we were in the same theater. So, I mean, uh, like, I, I was. We were in the same theater for the first one. Yeah. We were? Yes. I'm confused. Anyway. Um, no, we were in the same theater for uh, Candyman. Oh, yes, Candyman. Yes, okay. Candyman. Okay, yeah, Candyman. Okay, yeah. So, but yeah, we were. Yeah, so, like, when Halloween. Honestly, it's just like when the second one came out, I was there. At the you know when it came out, I was there when it was released. Yes, for the when Halloween Ends came out, I was kind of somewhat over it. That mm-hmm. like I took my time to go. Yeah, and I and I liked it, but like I decided it didn't feel that. I figured, no, wait. I think that if I would have been one of the first people to like jump and go when it got the first day, uh-huh. I probably would have been disappointed. I think the fact that I waited. It took my time. Uh-huh. It didn't really disappoint me as much as it did other people. Okay, that's what I think. I think. Well, I mean, this is how much I didn't want to go watch it. I pretty much watched it in how many reviews I I watched oh. of it on YouTube. I think I watched like six or seven different like like YouTube channels that just reviewed it. Obviously, I think I I think I watched it with a kill count. Uh there's two three other ones that I always watch them. I I. Uh, and there's there's two or three other ones where they just do the review of like, hey, this is what I think about it. This is this and this. No spoilers. Da 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 da. And that's where I normally get like the well, I, if if I'm um kind of like pensive or like yeah. in between a movie, I'll go watch those YouTubers. If the YouTubers kind of go, well, I liked it, man. Go watch it. Like go go get your own opinion. And then I go and get my own opinion. I just I from what I've watched on clips. From my, I got it on the on the zeitgeist of people. I I I just don't like it. Yeah, I get you, but I feel that in time it's gonna be looked upon differently. That's really? a, well, hollow. Well, good example. You know, like Halloween three, uh-huh. season of which people didn't appreciate it. Now they now they like it for what it is. You know, and it's you know it's it's gonna in time. Opinions always change and yeah. perspective changes. So uh we'll see what how time is. I mean, hell, like You're my um what's it called? Uh there is a film that we talked about that we were gonna Oh Krampus. Yeah. That we <laughs> I fucking hated it. <laughs> that we were gonna maybe maybe revisit it in a few years. Yeah. 
but and uh, see if our opinion changes. It's not going to. But uh, I mean, I but yes, uh, not to. I mean, not to suck Car- John Carpenter's dick too much. I I, I kind of didn't really like the third Halloween movie. I liked it. It was fun. It, it was different. Good. Yeah. It just same thing that I feel with uh, with this movie. It it had a lot of things going for it. It didn't really go anywhere. <laughs> well, I like uh, I'll, I'll recommend this in the, in the recommendations yeah, section. Yeah, 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 but yeah, yeah. um, I think we're going a little too far. Right? No, it's okay. It's cool. We're, well, well, we we it's cool. Uh, we still have to cut out the parts along with this part. We still have to cut out some parts. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. So, um, Christine, where do you what, what? Where does it go on your rating scale? Fuck. Okay. This is where I hope. This is where I think we should have a bigger. We should have a bigger scale from like one to through five. Okay, but well, well no, no, it's, it's no, the new year. We should probably change it up. You want to do one through ten? Okay, one through ten. Uh, and then next year we'll do one through twenty. There you go. <laughs> um, Every year we had I, five. I ten. think. Oh, definitely. <laughs> I think in music wise, it's a fucking. I mean, John Carpenter. Oh a, yes, we didn't even talk about the music, uh, like the fifties music. Yeah, the music is fucking uh, amazing. You know what I just found out before you walked in the door? Uh huh. Um, that song we belong together. Yeah. Okay, so that obviously, like, I heard that song in La Bamba. I always thought it was a Richie Valens song, but it's actually somebody else sang it before him. Uh huh. And I was like, "What the fuck?" Because I again, like, I thought it was a Richie Valens song. It's it's actually another band song before he like recorded it. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of like, that blew my mind. Okay. Just wanted to point it out. Actually, no. One of the songs that I don't like, and I'm probably gonna get hate mail for this, but bring it on. <laughs> After so long, I really don't like "Bad to the Bone." Which one's that one? The one that plays in the very beginning. Bad to the Bone. Oh, that one. I I just I I don't know why I just don't like it now. It's appropriate. It's just like very. Bad, and then and then the same person sings another one called "I Drink Alone," I mean, in the same style of "Bad to the Bone." Uh, I drink alone. Yeah, I, do, 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 I drink alone. Yeah, like you know, it's just <laughs> I don't know, man. Like I just like it used to be fun when I was a kid. Now yeah. that I'm older, it's not I fun got anymore. You. I got you. Now the music, the music soundtrack. If, if you guys haven't heard it for Christine, now just listen to fucking John Carpenter's music soundtracks in general. He's someone who I think started not yeah. knowing what the fuck he was doing with the music. Yeah, and and just became great at it. Yeah, and there's just people that do that where it's just like, yeah, I've never picked up a saxophone. And I and then I just picked it up and I was fucking amazing. Yeah, especially um, he's just like a lot of he's like I figured that if he wasn't a director, he would be a great. Well, he is a composer. He is a great composer. But like he would probably be like composing music more. Definitely. But like he's very, I think that's the one thing that everybody loves about John Carpenter is that he's very independent. Like you know, he's very like the indie guy, yeah, the DIY. Like you know, he yeah, likes yeah. to do things against the system. So that's a, that's a pretty badass thing. I like that, man. Fuck yeah. Yeah. So what do you give this up? One or ten? Uh, between one and ten. Between one and ten, I want to do a 8.5. You know, I was going to say, how many Plymouths do we give this? Dude, how many Plymouths? Out of, <laughs> uh, out of 32 Plymouths down to 17, I would give it a uh, 15 Plymouths out of 17. 
<laughs> That's a good one. Um, I'm gonna give this um, a five. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> Tim takes off his headphones. <laughs> no, uh, I give this a, a seven. I really like this film. It has so much. Um, it's got it's got heart. It's it's got, it's, it's got, got heart. Spirit. It's got heart. It's a very good story. It's a, a, a very it moves very fast. You don't really. <laughs> it's two hours, but you don't feel like it's two hours. So it's very. It's a good film. So I give it a seven. Um, great nostalgia for me. Great story. Great actors. Let us know if you read the book. I I will. As soon as I get done with the woman in white. Uh-huh. Um, well, I was uh, talking about the audience, but you too. Oh, you too. Yeah. Okay. Fine. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> And I have a new co-host next year. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> You're still here. Fuck you, um, bitch. Okay, recommendations. What do you recommend? Do you have any recommendations? Ooh, I just started reading another book. Um, Men of Tomorrow. Ooh. Who's Men it of Tomorrow. By? It's, it, I don't remember the author, but it's actually about the comic industry. Ooh. So it talks about how DC and Marvel have like fucked over a lot of their... Um, so it, it kind of goes more onto like DC's side of things. Yeah. But uh, um, like Jerry Siegel and Joe yeah, Siegel. all of those guys. So it kind of talks about all of them. Yeah, and um, uh, Jack Kirby. Yeah, uh, Bill Finger, kind of stuff like that. So like when the um, first movie with um, I was going to say Christopher Walken uh, with uh, Reeds, yeah, comes out uh, that DC didn't didn't put um, a Jerry Siegel and Jerry Joe, Siegel and, and Joe um, something. Yeah, their names on the on the billboard. So the family for them. By the way, he was he was a mail cart uh, person yeah. at, at the end of his life. Wow! You're, you're talking about the creators. One of the creators of Superman, um, pushing mail. Yeah. For of some fucking place, God knows where the fuck he was doing. So the the man who should be getting his ass kissed by fucking everybody, right, was pushing mail at the end of his life. Like like that's fucked up. Yeah. So his his family ends up suing for for him because he was already kind of old and and do, couldn't, obviously could do it himself, but he needed help. Um, and I think he gets his name on the covers by at the end of it, and and then DC pays. Um, uh, obviously, a, a, what is it called? Um, Bill Finger. Yeah, well, Bill Finger is yeah. Uh, well, Bill Finger is for Batman. Yeah, Batman. But yeah. also, there's this um. There's this documentary on. I don't know if it's still on Hulu. It's about. Uh, it's about Bill Finger. Yeah, and how he and got it, the yeah. recognition finally. Well, well, that was so. So the so that was kind of what the the guy, the people that sued for Superman, uh-huh. with Christopher Reed's, got the that all of that stuff rolling. So when because Bill Finger, um, the so the the creator of Batman. Bob Kane. Bob Kane didn't give Bill Finger credit. So you kind of get this thing where it's like, well, Bill Finger should be there because, I mean, he was kind of the, the reason. Bob Kane kind of kind of came up with just the name Batman. Yeah, the name and the concept, but Bill yeah, Finger concept, like refined it. Uh, refined it, did the whole thing. We don't get Batman without Bill Finger. We would have gotten some like weird looking motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, so it's, it's, it's thing like that. So it's, it's called Men of Tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I'm I'm starting to read it uh, read it and it's it's fucking amazing man, cool truly and honestly I'm gonna check that out yeah um I've um well when you get done with that I would recommend um well for you and for the audience um it's this, it's a Halloween book called The Shape of Things to Come okay it talks about all the Halloween films 
that were made. And then there's a sequel to that book, book called The Shape of Things to Come 2, which talks about all the, the unmade... Sequel, oh, all the unmade. All the unmade Halloween films that were that never got made that were either that were either in the process uh-huh. or that were written uh-huh. but that never got made so this has like all the information yeah, i like the name by the way the shape yeah that's fucking cool because for you guys that don't know for halloween um the, michael didn't have a name it's yeah. just called the shape basically yeah yeah or the boogeyman, the boogeyman. but yes that's it, it's a it's a two very good books um i plan i hope hopefully i could get to read them this year Fuck yeah. And um, I also recommend Lettered Kenny. Oh, I have not started seeing it yet, but I, I know, just we'll... finished uh, season six. Oh, wow. So fucking hilarious. I haven't seen season 11. So like, I'm, I... Oh, sorry. 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 Yes, 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 yes. Season 11. Yeah. I don't know why I said season six. I don't know either. I'm like, wow, you're restarting. <laughs> no, so no, no. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I just finished season 11. It's fucking and, hilarious, man. Um, yeah, that's why I recommend The Shape of Things to Come, one and two. Yeah. And uh, Lettered Kenny. And you guys have recommendations for us too. Like, I mean, let us know. I mean, yeah. we got an Instagram. Well, that's one thing that I'm gonna party put in the Patreon when we get it together. Uh-huh. I'm gonna put a tier where people can um, recommend this a film for us to watch. Because oh, like, you, yeah. know, you know how we're always like debating like what to watch yeah. stuff. I mean, hell, even, somebody even can if we've just, already like, done it, huh? Even if we've already done it, I mean, yeah. I, me and you haven't done a lot of films, so no, I, not yet. I'm sure that like my perspective would probably help yeah or not like it always does <laughs> yeah <laughs> it does help um so yeah shout outs to infinity apparel collectibles shout uh, out to kai ocho yes um to call it infinity's now doing pre-orders for like their new t- for a new t-shirt that oh, they're gonna shit. have a, a venom t-shirt That's so well at the time of this recording they're doing pre-orders so um just go to their facebook page infinity apparel collectibles or their instagram um what else do we have to shout out to? We're not getting paid for these things, by the way. They're no. just friends of ours. Yeah, they're friends. We yeah. appreciate we, them. We really do appreciate it. There's other people out there that... Yeah, like we are very humble because we come from humble beginnings. Yeah. And these people come also from humble beginnings. These people? How dare you? Our friends <laughs> come from humble beginnings and they have beautiful small business stores. Yes. <laughs> yes. Got a lot of serious there. All right, all right. There's people out there that like that like don't do their their due diligence. So not, no, yes. it's just well, you know, our like, friends and, and we want to see them thrive. As yes, yeah, we want to see them thrive. You know, because you know they put a lot of money into their Definitely. stuff, and you know they pay their bills and stuff, and they have great merchandise. Great merchandise. I, I would I would mention Kaiocho's merchandise, but they just finished it, so. I completely forgot to that. They don't have any more cards for, for um no 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 like they were doing t-shirts. Oh, for Christmas. They were doing like a Oh a, yeah. They they actually just got into um uh selling uh Japanese snacks. So if you guys want to do that, when are they going to have jelly babies? You know, next time I go to San Antonio, I'm going to Next next time I go to San Antonio, uh-huh. I'm going to bring you a bag of jelly babies. I've never eaten them, but I, I definitely know what those oh are. Oh, my God. Throughout the whole time I was working at Home Depot, uh-huh. I never offered you a jelly no, baby. you never offered me a jelly baby. And you knew that I was a... Uh... Actually, no, I didn't know you were a Doctor Who fan until later. Okay. But, oh, wow. Okay, yeah. As soon as I go to San Antonio, I'm going to get you a bag of jelly babies. Jelly Houston's going on. Huh? Jelly Houston. Okay, I already said yes. Uh, All right, buddy. Well... Um, thank you everybody for listening to us, old and new listeners. 
um, come back next episode. Okay, I'm going to say right now, because it's going to be on record, we are going to do Akira. 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 Have you seen it? The anime? The anime. No. Oh, you're going to love it. Oh, I'm surprised you chose this. Yes, it was Akira. It is like considered one of the best yeah, visual animes definitely. of all time. So yes. we're gonna do that. Oh, we're gonna yeah, we're dude. gonna do that next episode. Hey, watch it with us, guys. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you, Tim. Um, Always. Thank you, everybody. Uh, join us back next episode. Bye.